0: I can hear the gurgling death knell of gun control. The anti-government governors from the deserts of New Mexico to the hills of Tennessee are licking their wounds as their gun control gambits fail. Also, the first smart gun has been successfully developed with plans to ship to firearm retailers in December. Like smartphones and electric cars, these guns ride the advanced technology wave by incorporating fingerprint verification and facial recognition cameras therefore ensuring that the gun can operate by unauthorized users. Proponents say these guns will prevent accidental deaths, deterred armed thefts, and thefts of arms. Oy vey. With governors who don't think that our constitutions and their oaths are absolute, it's guaranteed they not end well. Now, smart gun technology has been in the works since 2002, so we'll give you the inside scoop on this most recent attack plan of that tireless minority been unlocking the stock chains of tyranny on us and our posterity. And this week's 2A for Today Modern Militia Woman Spotlight is on a Philadelphia woman who came home at one o'clock in the morning to find four burglars in her apartment. She pulled out her widow maker and started popping caps. This quick draw of saved her own life and property and prevented future robberies. My mama used to say that a hard head makes a soft behind. Well, it can also get you perforated.
1: Separated. Yeah. Come
0: out and play. Welcome to Two A for the Day, a program where we explore all things that protect, threaten, and violate the Second Amendment rights of all Americans. My name is Zomar. In the Tibetan philosophy, Sylvia Plath sends the word. I know we're all we're all dying, but you're not dying the way that gun control is dying. <laughs> New Mexico's governor's loose lips are sinking the ships of the state's gun control zealots. Try to say that three times fast. (laughs) Governor Grisham issued a temporary ban on carrying guns in public after declaring an emergency following a recent mass shooting incident. She issued a decree from her exalted position, essentially denying the right to carry firearms in public in Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least 30 days. A reporter challenged her on her oath, and this is her response. No
1: constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute.
0: If the Constitution is the highest law of the land, then her anti-government rhetoric and lawless, unenforceable executive order should land her on SPLC's domestic violent extremist list for appearing to intend to intimidate or coerce the civilian population. Her anti-constitutional clamoring from the lectern was met with laughter, mockery, and lecture from lesser magistrates across the state, and by the gun-toting public, the sheriff and his deputies, who all refused to obey or enforce her edict. The brush fires of freedom in New Mexico's conflagration, though, must have leapt upon the desert scrub from the hills of Tennessee, where Governor Lee and his band of neocon technocrats failed to do the bidding of their lobbyist overlords. Governor Lee called a special session to try and get red flag legislation passed in Tennessee. <laughs> Apparently, the governor's wife knows two moms whose children attend the Covenant School where three adults and three children were murdered by the transgender mass shooter, Audrey Hale, whose manifesto we still have yet to read. Obviously, getting a special session to pass legislation in Tennessee isn't really about preserving liberty, it's really just about who you know. For a safe- Society. So, this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. If Liberty dies to thunderous applause, then the insect like overture of a hundred angry snaps is the gurgling death knell of gun control in the volunteer state. While smart guns have been in development for years, it wasn't until this past week that it was announced that one of these devices is ready to go to market. There have been several unsuccessful smart gun production attempts by firearms manufacturers. The Colt Z40 was paired with a bracelet that released a coded radio signal which allowed the gun to fire. So only the person who had the bracelet could use the gun. Unfortunately, the gun failed to work during a demonstration for the Wall Street Journal. And after heavy protests from gun owners, the product product never made it to market. Similar things have happened over the years when other companies tried to develop smart guns. They never succeeded due to either operational failures or uproar from gun owners and Second Amendment advocates. The company that finally seems to have passed the smart gun test is BioFire, a Colorado-based startup founded by 26-year-old entrepreneur Kai Klopfer. I hope that I said his last name right. This 9mm smart gun can only be used by the owner or authenticated user of the gun. In order to unlock the gun for use, the owner uses a fingerprint reader or 3D infrared facial detection feature, both of which are located on the gun itself. According to BioFire, these features work even if the person is wearing protective gear like gloves and masks. But having both features presents an alternative if the authorized user has an issue such as wet hands or a delay for their face to come into view. The product itself is one thing. But the government has entered the chat. In 2002, the first piece of smart gun, or in this case, personalized handgun legislation was drawn up by Democrat lawmakers in New Jersey. According to a recent article from the NRA Institute for Legislative Action, this law couldn't go into effect until the state's attorney general determined that at least one manufacturer had delivered at least one production model of a personalized handgun to a registered or licensed wholesale or retail dealer anywhere in the country. The next requirements laid out in this law involved defining what a personalized handgun really is, setting product standards and features, and creating a roster of guns that qualify to be officially sold as personalized handguns by firearms retailers and dealers. Then there was a government approval process outlined for personalized handgun manufacturers, which involved providing a gun for testing, paying applications and testing fees, and then the giant tyrannical boot stamping on the face of America. Once all the other requirements were met, Wholesale and retail firearm dealers would then be banned from exporting, importing, and selling any handgun that wasn't approved personalized handguns. Then in 2019, after models such as the Armatix IP1 failed, the 2002 law was repealed and replaced by a new mandate for smart guns. A special commission was developed to carry out similar requirements as outlined in the 2002 law, but now there was a 60-day timeline for firearms dealers to stop selling traditional firearms following the approval and market production of its first official smart gun. The founder of BioFire says he's not going to submit his gun for testing and approval. He doesn't support government mandates on weapons, and it would alienate customers who support gun rights. So according to a recent article from the Wall Street Journal, that's what he's going to do. Aside from tyranny though, there are some serious operational and technological shortcomings to consider. In 2016, engineering enthusiast website Hackaday made some very valid points arguing that smart gun technology is unrealistic. The website stated that this technology is simply too easy to defeat, too easy to break, and adds too much complexity to a very efficient machine. Guns already face failure risks for mechanical reasons, so adding in biometrics just increases the likelihood of failure because of elements like dirt and sweat. Even the size, adding entrapments could make the weapon bulky or less handleable. According to Hackaday, even the shock of a fired sidearm, the heat, smoke, and gunpowder, the cleaning involved in other words, I mean, there are limitations regarding where electronics can be placed in the gun without affecting its performance. So, do smart guns violate the Constitution? Well, not in and of themselves, but again, the government has entered the chat. In the Heller decision, the justices opined that the Constitution guarantees the right of individual Americans to keep and bear arms, but they went on to state that laws establishing conditions for the sale of firearms and they're still permitted, and the government can still ban the carrying of dangerous and unusual weapons. Dangerous, unusual, subjective much. Gun control groups will make any effort to use this terminology to impose restrictions on what guns people can carry. If you want to own a smart gun, you can pre-order BioFire's 9mm, and it now has capabilities for multiple users to be registered in a single firearms personalized setting.
1: As a lumberjack, I've been cutting wood for decades. My job is pretty straightforward. I see the wood, I chop the wood. My axe goes through every time. You remember when everyone bought all the toilet paper and they wanted me to wear these things? And someone invested a lot of money into this stuff. They say I'm part of a global plan. I don't think so. It's too hot. It's too cold. You know what? The weather changes. We even hear crazy ideas on how kids should learn. Here's the news, Dad. Is it, son? Is it? What about this one, Dad? Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days. There's just too much baloney out there. At The New American, they cut through the baloney and give me the truth.
0: Visit thenewamerican.com and subscribe to get 50% off the cover price. And if you want an even better deal, Use the promo code 10OFFSUB. Again, that's 10OFFSUB for more than 50% off. Now, for our 2A for today, Modern Militia Woman Spotlight. Can you imagine coming home late after a long day to find four burglars helping themselves to your belongings? Now, I know some of you guys are dreaming of that special day. (laughs) Luckily, this woman was prepared. This Philadelphia Meemaw wasn't trying to have it, The thieves hop, skipped, hit the gas, and took off, but not before she put some lead in their tanks. She shot at least two of the burglars. The other two escaped, so it's unclear whether they sustained any gunshot wounds. When police arrived, they found one of the alleged burglars lying on the ground with gunshot wounds to the leg and arm, and shortly thereafter, they found the second suspect a few blocks away who had been shot in the back. Both men were taken to the hospital and faced burglary charges. So satisfying. A clear-cut case of self-defense and swift justice. Our God-given right to keep and bear arms is so critical. These types of intrusions happen on a daily basis, so you never know when you could be the victim. While the Second Amendment may have originally been written to protect us from a tyrannical government, we gotta remember that the Founders declared war on tyranny of every kind, even from everyday criminals. That concludes our program. You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions, and we'll try to address as many as we can as fast as we can in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching, 2A for today.